radio check. Next artist is on A rig. Artist is on the way to the stage. Lighting, the artist is requesting we go door. Great stage. Great sound. And great visuals. There's a crew of men and women making it happen. Hear their stories. All right, what up, everybody? I'm Rocky. This is Brenda. Unfortunately, Kirby couldn't be here for this. Today, we're doing a very special episode in honor of Nate Shaw. He has been in the industry for a long time. He, a production manager, DJ tech. I mean, the guy's got multiple, multiple positions. titles, positions. Titles. And he passed away on May 27th. When do you remember the first show you worked with Nate? I do. Um, it was a Groove Cruise. Those are the only shows I've worked with Nate. But uh, I worked, I'd say, probably like four, four shows with four or five shows with him. And uh, every time I worked with him, it was a pleasure to work with him. He was always on his game. And working for Groove Cruise can be very difficult with things changing and things being added, and you know, going through customs. It's a different beast. And every time he handled it with he handled grace, it. yeah, he, <laughs> he handled it grace and ease and it went smoothly every time I work with him, even though it's chaotic, it went smoothly and, uh, it's unfortunate that, that we lost him. You had mentioned to me that you, you thought he would be the last person for something like this to happen because he was always so positive. Yeah. Very positive. Always a smile on his face. Goofy, always doing funny stuff. It was uh, it was definitely a shock that it happened. Definitely a shock. And I'm really glad that we're doing this episode in honor of. Unfortunately, I didn't. I don't think I ever got to meet him. I think you met him in passing. Okay. I don't think you actually ever. But I don't it, think it was somebody you would probably remember. Cause. Yeah, but it, it, it's important to bring light to mental health and how important it is for anybody and everybody if they're struggling with anything to talk about it yeah to talk yeah. about it yeah the the crazy thing is is um before so the last time i talked to nate was in january right before groove cruise and unfortunately i couldn't make it to groove cruise and he couldn't make it on groove cruise and he was the production manager on groove cruise but at the same time you know i was still trying to help out you know, at home and sending Anthony from True Audio, who was handling all the backline and all the all the sound, and trying to help out, and 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 I'm pretty sure Nate was, you know, trying to help out too. Same, yeah. But after Groove Cruise, um, Nate had paid for my hotel room because I was gonna fly out there, and I owed him, I owed him money, so I tried hitting him up. You know, a couple weeks after Groove Cruise, no response. Called him, text him. I look at my phone and there's this 
all these text messages I sent to him. Like, yeah. hey, what's up? Hey, I think I showed them to you. And yeah, you showed me message after message after message, month, month after month Yeah, of you reaching out. Yeah. And, and even on, on Facebook, same thing. You know, hey, are you okay? What's up? And I started thinking like, whoa, maybe he's mad at me because I didn't make it on Groove Cruise. Not once did it cross my head that he was going through anything or, you know, something was wrong, which was, you know, and we never know we never know what's really going on in someone's life yeah we we have to respect each other we have to respect each other and just because someone seems happy on the outside doesn't mean that they're that they are you know we really need to pay attention to each other and, and respect each other i think respect goes a long way once you show a level of respect to somebody they appreciate it and i think they give that back yeah so. Yeah, but it was unfortunate. It was unfortunate that um, we lost him. Yeah, that 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 um, that that happened. And I don't want this show to be dedicated to you know him you, passing. I want to be no. You know, we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk to a few people that know him and grew up with him and who have worked with him. So you know, want to highlight him, highlight him and and his accomplishments and you know the stories that people share about him. So you, you know, want to make the call? Yeah. We'll get on with our first guest, Daniel Bouchard. All right, everybody, I want to welcome Daniel to the show. Welcome to the show, Daniel. Thank well, you for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm sad that it's on uh, these, circumstances. these circumstances, but... Um, We're happy to have you on. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit, but uh, how, did, how did you meet Nate? I met Nate because I was working for Life in Color, and I needed somebody. I took over a director position for them. And I needed some support, um, both as an assistant and somebody to go and, and tour manage. So when we had multiple tours out, I had some, you know, we needed to expand the support as we got to two or three tours a season. And so I had reached out to lots of industry friends and more particularly a guy named Peter Pelliquin, who was a professor. I don't know if the professor is the right word. He was a teacher at, um, at the Art Institute for um, recording technology. So... A lot of people that had worked for my company had, had gone to school and knew Peter. And, and uh, Pete had mentioned that Nate was looking for something new that, that what he had been working on, which was like, I think, Instant Live for Live Nation, was falling apart. And he was looking for kind of a, you know, a position in the entertainment industry. So I, I met Nate and uh, brought him on board and then <laughs> brought him through the ringer of, of electronic dance music touring. <laughs> and brought him. Uh into the world like i was saying earlier at the beginning of the show i said i met nate and only worked with nate on groove cruise always on point with everything uh he did yeah, he's who's a diligent dude when was the last time you spoke with nate early january regarding groove cruise <laughs> of course um, to be fair i i said you shouldn't do that gig. that thing is that thing is uh is a tough is a, one of the toughest jobs i do i've ever have had ever done continue to do it's like it was like inviting yourself to to go uh to be in pain because <laughs> it was it's just so much work yeah it required just such a uh it requires i should say requires such a uh commitment to to chaos really to, to ironing out constant chaos and changes agreed agreed it is it is a tough it's a beast in itself dealing with just whatever it may be but uh I always felt Nate handled it very well. I was telling my wife earlier that um, 
I know even going into that chaos and I knew that he was going to be a part of it. I was like, oh, it's going to go great. Like, even though it was chaos, it went, even, you know, with, even when you were involved, um, it always went great too. It, you both were amazing to work with. And well, well, thank you. I, I mean, I, I think Nada kind of like earned his stripes, you know, when we were doing the life and color tours, because that was like, I mean, it was a very chaotic tour that went day after day after day and groove cruises just like stuffing a tour into a week. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So what did he do for Life and Color for you? What did, what were some of the... So what, I mean, my department basically operated, designed, um, and facilitated, you know, the international entire program. So uh, we, you know, our team would go to meetings in, in Florida with the, the Life and Color team, say, we would like to do, let's say, I'm trying to think of a name of one of the tours we did, but, um, you know, pick, pick a name and we go and like, this is our ideas for you know, concepts and here's some pictures of what we like and then we go and design it. Mm-hmm. And then what Nate would do would be take it over from once it was like in, it was launched. He would then handle lots of the logistics, um, anything from dealing with my, my tour bus companies to international travel for the staff, um, to, you know, ho- booking hotels for a 30 seat, 30 city tour, um, and then advancing with every venue, um, these are all the pain points I really didn't like to deal with and uh, we're, 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 was kind of getting you, over. You handed um, him off. And, and so, you know, he handled it with grace. And he's one of those guys who's like, listen, Nate, we have an emergency. Uh, we need to get an emergency team to Canada tomorrow. Find out who's got passports. Um, line up to 17 flights. Let me view. You know what I like. Let me view them. And he'd come back. And, and, and if, if, if there was a problem with it, I, he would just be like, yep, all right, I'll fix it. He should he was just like, yep, I got the assignment. I'm going to go do the assignment. And even if it was a hiccup in it, he would never like, he would never be like, what the fuck? You know, he would always be like, yep, got it. No problem. Yeah. And, and fix it. And I think that's a lot of people's experience with Nate dealing with, uh, with, with, you know, adversity, you know, yeah. in, in the type of business we are. I felt like he never, he never really stressed out. I mean, and if he did, he didn't like really show it, you know, you work with a lot of people in this industry and when they stress out, they start getting angry and, you know, uh, throwing a tantrum or, or just getting mad. And he was just like, all right, cool. Let's just, you know, we'll fix it. And then, you know, whatever we had to do, he fix it. And, you know, some people I work with this in this, in this industry were very, you know, they get stressed out very fast and want to pull their hair out and start yelling at everybody. And he was just like, all right, cool. You know, whatever, let's, we got to do what we got to do. We got to, you know, we got to move everything from this stage to another stage. Let's do it. Yeah. He, he embraced that pretty early. Cause we definitely always had that kind of, that kind of bullshit that hit us. But I can remember a couple, like one of the, the times we, we coined the term that like a lot of the people that worked at Groove Cruise knew that that was kind of like our, our motto was like, it's going to be great, right? No matter, no matter the worse it got, the better it's going to be. <laughs> and uh, we, we, we actually did another cruise for the same company, for Jason's company. Um, and the, it was, I had less control because there was a lot more people involved and they just wanted to use the lowest lowest price vendor and i argued and we brought them on and they fell on their face really hard and and uh you know me and me and nate are sitting there like putting up production until eight o'clock at night when the thing was supposed to start two hours earlier and we're just looking at each other like it's gonna be great yeah (laughs) and and then the vendor we like a day later we like i think we had a beer or something we're just standing behind one of the guys on the the team like the, 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 this, you know, the company that got hired that was falling on their face. And we moved the dude's ponytail. Nate moved the ponytails. And the back of their shirt said, 
it's going to be great. And we're like, oh, my God. Like, this is, <laughs> oh, how beautiful is that? Oh, that is awesome. Uh, that is. But good. he's always like, when it was ever really, really shitty, he would always be like, he would enter into a, a level of comic relief that you're like, I don't know if this is, <laughs> is this is soothing or, or, or he's doing therapy for himself. But he would just like, I can remember doing a job we did. Like, because Nate would work for my company, Audio East, like on the side because he lived in New England. He was friends with my employees. So outside of working for Life in Color, and even after Life in Color, he would work with us. Hence why he was on Groove Cruise. But I remember one time he's like, yeah, I'll help you guys. There's nothing going on. We're doing a stupid like city show. And we had sold them on this whole EDM performance. And uh, it had balloons involved. And Nate's just sitting there blowing up balloons and it's pouring out. And you just hear him singing, balloons in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is and that, that was part of a, an EP we were writing at all the gigs we did that sucked. Uh, you know, it'd be the yeah, every time there's something funny happened, he would be like, he would start making a song out of it. It was hilarious. You have to laugh at those situations because if you don't, you will go crazy. Yeah, agreed. Uh, yeah. yeah, he was he was funny like that. I could tell I could tell a hundred stories like that, but it wasn't always uh pretty. I can remember um, Nate was in the Nate was Nate first started tour managing. He had to do a pretty heavy subject, and that was uh. We had a bus driver who had a history. Not everybody knew he had a history, but a couple of us knew he had a history of drinking, and he had been clean for a bunch of years. And we did, we I finished the last night of uh, last night of the tour was in uh, Connecticut, so it was really close to everybody's house. So everyone was just driving home, getting a ride home, and the then the truck had to just go back to Massachusetts. So it was thought that he had drank that night, and Nate took his keys away and said. You know, don't leave till the morning. Left his keys at the desk. Turned out he didn't have city keys, and he left that night. Oh, no. Ended up crashing the truck. Oh. Like, whole thing. So the next week, you know, I'm getting a call at 5 o'clock in the morning from Connecticut police, you know. And uh, and he he kind of held the guilt of, like, well, did I, should I have done more to stop him from driving? And, you know, a couple months later, we go to recover the gear, and we find out, didn't matter if he, he it wasn't drinking and driving that it killed him. He had actually had a heart attack. Oh. So it was like, you know, carry, he, he carried some guilt on that or to some degree um, unnecessarily. And uh, yeah. I, I remember that being a really tough time for all of us. Damn, that's crazy. But, um, when that was pretty early in the in life. But he bounced back. And uh, I remember the, the very last day I did Life in Color and I, I was leaving. Nate was staying with the company. And the, the person that had taken over was pretty low on the totem pole in the production. Don't know how he politically ended up in the position. But he basically forgot everything on this show. He was in charge and he forgot everything. And every time I'd out go ask him a question and Nate would ask him a question, he's like, I don't know. And every time we'd ask him a question, he'd get more like angry and say, I don't know. And so Nate just walked up to the DJ booth, plugged in his phone and started playing Ozzy Osbourne's I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that is great and screaming i don't know in frank's face <laughs> wow and then i remember after he you you left doing group cruise he's he stayed he stayed on doing it so yeah this was my last so i, I this was the first group well so we were supposed to do we did the one in 2020 so me i i actually did the one in 2020 right before covid Mm-hmm. And that was the last one I did. By the time they had come back, I had left the industry and I was not going to do it. 
And my company wasn't going to do it either. Like I had left my company and my company still existed. And that's who did Groove Cruise. We got hired to do it. Nate was on our team. Um, and so by, by the time Jason had brought it back, I had left the company. We weren't going to do shows at that capacity. It just didn't make sense for us. We did the design, but really couldn't do much more than that and didn't want to. And that's when Jason said, you know, who do you think we could bring, could do that? And all I could think was, Nobody. I wouldn't put that on anybody. <laughs> that's, that's punishment. Like, and they came back like, man, like if anybody could do it, it could be Nate. But I just think it's a, you know, it's a lot of work. It's, just, it's a real lot of work. And uh, so that was actually Nate's first, uh, the one, the one, you know. Oh, this one. Producing that. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. And it's a lot of work. Yeah. I know. I was, I was supposed to be on that, sh- that ship and I was still helping just from my phone, like I would get mess- messages from people and like asking questions and I was trying to help from home and I'm pretty sure Nate was probably getting blown up too, trying to, you know, work from, yeah, from he home. Was at, from what I understand, he was really sick. Like he got really, really covid sick during that. Got him good. Crazy way it affects, affects people differently. Really? It's insane. But, well, is there anything else you would like to mention about Nate or, you know, story you'd like to tell or... Um, no, I just can say that no matter where we put him, he, he instilled confidence in, in everybody around him. He always made people smile. He always had a positive attitude and, um, you know, we are surrounded by talented people like Nate all the time in this industry. This industry doesn't give two fucks about the Nates and the Dans and the Rockies. It really doesn't. Uh, people that hire us don't. The, uh, the industry itself proved itself during COVID that we are just a bunch of dudes in black shirts. It's, Nobody gives a fuck. No, I mean, and, disposable. Yeah. And, and it leaves a mark on people. And it's, it's a very, like, it's, it's, I heard a saying recently that chaos is the new cocaine, but we've been riding that chaos like drug forever in this business. Yeah. And, uh, it will kill you. Yeah. Sure. This is, a this is not a healthy industry. I don't think. And I think it's got a long time to get to a point where the people that are, that are, that, that are getting the money or, or, or dispersing the money, understand how and why it works. And, uh, it's just kind of sad when you, when you're got it exposed the way it was during COVID. Yeah. I, what you say is very true and I'm not sure if it will ever change. I, I don't think it will, but you know, I love doing it still, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. it's not, it's, it's not my day to day job though. So, you know, it's, I think it's different for me, yeah. you know, for someone who has to, uh, depend on it, depend on doing this. It's, it's gotta be yeah. rough. I mean, it's brutal. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't really don't know anybody that's happy in it. Yeah. So, no appreciation. But you never saw that in Nate. Nate always just loved it. And, uh, and I don't know if you know this, but Nate, they had a neat little career. He was doing, uh, you know, he's doing the instant live things. So we got to work with, you know, a lot of big bands, but he came friendly with the Rob Thomas and, um, and Matchbox 20 camp. And he came friendly with Patty Smith, who's married to John McEnroe. And then he, when things shut down, he actually became John McEnroe's, um, personal assistant. And he was doing that for a while. And then he was, so when they were doing that, so John McEnroe's, uh, neighbor is like this metal bass player who also plays drums and they would, his, John and his kids would play in a band with this this bass player who played drums, but he wasn't available. And so Nate would play drums for for John and his kids' band. And oh, wow. I thought that was a cool story and how we yeah. like got involved and like would live with them for weeks at a time while working on projects and stuff. Oh, that's badass. I didn't know that. That's awesome. 
I uh, I just worked EDC this past uh, couple weeks ago, and um, I worked. I don't I don't know the guy's name offhand, but he designed um, Dead Mouse's Cube and the new. Oh, so um, Colin Stenzel. Yes, there you go. Yeah. And yeah, we all worked together for so long. Yeah. I had no clue that he knew Nate. I saw him post something, and I was like, "Oh shit, you knew Nate too? That's crazy!" Like it's a small world. Obviously, we work in it, but yeah. you know, just don't don't think of that. Yeah, me and Collins were the the original OGs of uh, of, of Life in Color. Oh, interesting. Okay, all right. Yeah, we built the in, in the the first tour. The people that we like that were on the first tour that went out, and this is pre Nate, but uh, all became beasts in their own right. Just went off and became, you know, major players and in, 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 in yeah, exactly. Wow. Like, uh, I mean, we. I remember being. We went to. Uh, we had a. a we were in Panama City Beach for like a month during um, during uh, spring break, but we only had a gig every Monday. So just a bunch of production derelicts stuck in a resort hotel partying, and this kid Max, who had no experience doing anything, he was a musician. That's all he had, but he was going to be like in like a. I think Collins had trained him to be like a VJ. Nobody really actually knew what he, he was like a special effects guy. He wasn't even a VJ mm. when we were in in Panama city, he taught himself how to VJ and how to DJ <laughs> within like six months. He was DJing opening life in colors. And now he's cashmere's VJ touring VJ. No way. Wow. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy. I can tell you a hundred stories like that of like how all these cats in the early days of this touring thing were just nobody's that just showed up and like fought hard and, you know, and made something themselves and Nate was certainly one of them. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome and inspiring. Yeah. It's crazy. I know. But my advice to everybody in the production business is leave, go into weed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the new chaos. The new chaos, right? That's what you're in now, right? Yeah. You everything. I am. I'm actually still working with the life and color guys who now own one of the most successful cannabis companies in the world. Oh. Um, and we launched, we launched Jeter, Michigan this past Friday to 60 stores uh, throughout Michigan and uh, instantly became the number one infused pre-roll here. Wow. Incredible. Well, congrats. Yeah, congratulations. Well, Thank you. It's, it's weird. It's just, it's just right down to the stories of people in the, in, in the entertainment business and where they end up. Yeah, it's like the... you're doing EDC thing. Well, I don't know if you remember Michelle was like hanging banners and making sure there was freaking table covers on shit. Now she's a freaking producer. Yeah. She's, and, she's up there. I mean, the like, she's, she's the awesome. Stories just keep going. You know? Yeah. There's a lot of people that, uh, that have climbed the ranks from down at the bottom and now you see them and you're like, Holy shit. That's so awesome. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, thank you guys so much for having me on. And, uh, I appreciate you sharing the story with Nate. Um, we're going to have a few other people. Um, yeah. And if you, if you don't mind, um, just sharing the link to his, uh, his fundraiser and, uh, yes. yeah, definitely. it did really well. It just shows how much the kid was loved. I mean, they've already earned three times what they're trying yeah. to. I think, uh, we could probably get a bit more. Yeah, no, I definitely, we, we definitely going to push it and, and try to get more for it. Absolutely. But I thank you for, uh, sharing your stories and, uh, I would love to get you on the show, um, and just talk about some of your other stories if you're interested, you know, later down the line. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. We'd love Perfect. to hear the stories. All right. Thank you so much, Rocky. All right. Thank, thank you, man. You. We'll talk to you soon. It was very nice to meet you as well. Thank right. you. Bye-bye.
All right, that was good having Daniel on the show. I appreciate him calling in and having great stories. Telling us some stories about Nate. Um, our next guest is T Bot. And I've also worked with T Bot from Groove Cruise. He's the main video guy, VJ, I guess you would say. And I know he's got some great stories. So uh what up everybody? I want to welcome T Bot. Welcome to, to the show. Welcome to the show. Um, T-Bot, I've worked on the Groove Cruise for, God, I don't even know how many, know, how many years we've worked together. It's been oh, a lot. Geez, uh, seven, eight, something like that, may, going on eight years. Yeah, it may even be more. Um, but yeah, it's, it's up there. But I know you know Nate and worked with Nate a lot on Groove Cruise. And I'm not sure, did, maybe you worked outside of Groove Cruise? Uh, most of the work that we did was, in fact, for Groove Cruise. Okay. Um, didn't really work too much with him outside, but I had so many friends that also knew him um, in the circle that all worked with him. But I see pictures on Facebook. And I, I had no idea actually how many people he had, he had been friends with touched, you know, over the years. So it's, uh, yeah, we yeah. just, uh, we just had Daniel on, on, uh, right before you. And, uh, we were talking about a person that, that knew him. And it's out, yeah, out of out of Groove Cruise, yeah, out of Groove Cruise, and how how he has touched a lot of people, and and uh, how small this uh, industry really is. Yeah, I mean it's big, but you know it's it, it's small. Yeah. It's not as big as you think it is. Yeah. <laughs> not as big as you think it is. But uh, give us some stories that are you know uh, how you know, working with mind. me. Yeah. Well, you know, I've known Nate, and you know, most again, most of my experiences with him were related to planning or executing a group cruise um and you know when i first met him he was he was working as more of an assistant with uh dan bouchard and i uh, love dan yeah they basically were they were uh you know kind of working together on getting getting group cruise planned and i this was kind of back when i wasn't really too involved in the planning process um but and you know was trying to be and uh it was then that i was really started to initially um honestly start having more involvement in the planning process um really getting involved and uh so i spent countless hours on the phone you know with nate over the years uh, countless 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 hours i mean late nights that man that man's work ethic was something else um you know, he would with a smile on his face would do anything and everything that he could within his within his physical power to accomplish you know, whatever he was set out to do. And, and the most surprising example is on this most recent, you know, first groove cruise back, if you will, um, the man, you know, worked full through COVID. I mean, he just, the man's a monster. And I mean, like, not just like sniffle, sniffle, cough, cough, COVID, like man couldn't talk (laughs) and like, was just, was just still just doing anything that he could in order to get what needed to be done, done. And even though that he was supposed to sail and, you know, wasn't even going to be there in the end, like, like completely selfless person. Um, and it's, it, you know, the whole thing is just really saddening because it would be the last thing that you would expect from somebody who, who just had a smile on his face all the time. And it, and it, it goes to show you that sometimes the people who are the most selfless, you know, you know, are, are, I have their own demons and they need help too, but they, you know, maybe you just want to help other people. And that's a really, really amazing person to lose yeah he he definitely um you can't you yeah you can't even tell i did i had no clue 
we, we don't know what people are going through, you know, and, and mental health is, is, can be, um, easily covered up, um, by laughter or anything. And we don't know. Yeah. When Rocky first found out that was the first thing out of his mouth that I, I never in a million years did I think something like this would happen at eight or, or along those lines, because he was always so positive and always so happy, always had a smile on his face. Yeah. yeah, and one of the things one of the things for me was that he, you know, I I I had picked up that something was going on, but I wasn't in a position where I could get a hold of him. I tried, I actually tried calling him for many, many, many months. You know, after after this last group cruise, just trying to check in and say, hey, like let him know what had happened on some of the things that we talked about right before the sailing. You know, follow up with him and just tell him some stupid stories about how. <laughs> you know, this happened or that happened. And like, he just wasn't there, just didn't answer. He had gone into a little bit of his kind of, you know, recessed into his shell and was going through a lot. We find out, and, you know, just didn't, didn't want to communicate. And, you know, just people need to talk more. They need to be more open with each other. It's just kind of like what I've always, what I've always felt. And, you know, the society as it is right now doesn't really embrace that. It doesn't really, especially with men, it doesn't really tell men that they can yeah, but they can cry. It's okay to cry. It's okay to <laughs> you know, ask be for sad. help. Ask for right. help. That's yeah. that's yeah. Uh, they're really at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah, Rocky was the same thing. He showed me text messages of him just Rocky sending messages to him. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Like months, months of him just reaching out. Also, but do you have any good funny stories? Yes, yes. So on a happier note, yeah. let's, let's yeah. turn this let's turn this <laughs> turn this round upside down a little bit. So, I mean, I, you know, again, you know, it's, it goes back to me saying that like, it was very rare that Nate wasn't working in some way that I didn't, that I, the numbers of times that I didn't see him in a full blown, like work tornado <laughs> where mm-hmm. it was, he was just, he like, I guess, perfect example. Um, and I, you know, again, we've been to so many destinations on group cruise. I'm trying to nail down exactly <laughs> where this was. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's, uh, it, it, we were, we basically, I never really got to hang out with him too much other than us just goofing around like while simultaneously working. Yeah. And, um, in this one particular case, I mean, it was, I believe it was, this must've been inception at sea or something. This must've been like a, this must've been like not even a groove cruise. This must've been just, this was a long time ago. Um, I ended up getting up on, uh, you know, finally, it's very rare that we even all get off the ship, I think is number one. (laughs) (laughs) True, true. (laughs) Um, We're always stuck on board. Uh, And so just one time, I actually, like, decided to get off the ship with my team, and we decided to go and ride some water slides and be goofy at this cabana that was overlooking a whole bunch of stuff. Who the hell is up there? Mr. Nate Shaw. (laughs) (laughs) Full beard. Like, shirt off red burned is burned to a crisp <laughs> that's great <laughs> and he's just sitting up there with like uh again my memory is a little foggy <laughs> if you will um but uh no he basically uh you know we sat up there just telling jokes and just just being just being stupid and drinking beers and just like it's one of those like very wholesome like very one of the few times that I saw Nate Shaw in his like raw, goofy like I don't have a radio on person self like the natural habitat. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm seeing more and more videos of of that pop up, and it's it's you know it's heartbreaking that I didn't get to spend more of those moments with him. 
but it goes to show you just like what kind of a person he truly is. Um, you know, he's such a funny guy, such a funny person, and just yeah. like, and just so friendly and so easygoing. It, it, it's crazy because you know the situations we were put in are are put in working groove crews are really tough. Like it's a whole nother beast, and he always handled it with ease. No matter what the problem was, how bad it was, it was always just making a joke or just being, fuck it, let's just do it. Let's just, we'll get it done. It is what it is, you know? And then just making. Yeah, that's a rare, that's a rare quality in somebody too. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in this industry. Again, my, you know, it, it just, it, it hopefully, and you know, hopefully he, his need to do this spreads some serious awareness in our circle. Yes. Um, I feel like it's, I feel like, anything he's going to be a martyr for that and then, but, I, I think that's what we're trying to do also in honor of yeah and i think we need yeah make make light, sure. make light of and you know shine light on the shine on, light. Yeah, on yeah. uh on mental mental health and and just check on each other more i think we need to communicate with like you said earlier to communicate with each other more and you know and, just reach out and it's okay not to be okay yeah it is okay. Yeah, being on, being honest about what's going on with your life, and not just like making social media a complete fake place to 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 self obsess over yes. how not perfect your life is is not. <laughs> it's yeah. probably a pretty good start. I like to think that I'm a pretty open book online. Like when something's going wrong, I'm like pretty vocal about it because it's relatable. Yes, in a lot of cases, it's um. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you coming on and, you know, telling a little bit of, you know, some of the stuff that you've, you've done with him. And I hope to see you, uh, um, on the next group cruise. I, I saw that you're, uh, you were on the walkthrough for the next one. It looks like you're, you're part of, oh, part of the whole. you're stuck with me, man. I good. ain't going nowhere. Good. Good. <laughs> good. Well, I, I hope that I'll be a part of it. Cause you know, you know how much Rocky I love, loves it. I love group cruise and, and, uh. Hopefully I'll be there too. We'll see. Still waiting to find well, out. I think I think it'll all work out, Rocky. You know they love you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll so we, have, we always have to say your name three times on the radio. That's... <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, cool, man. Well, let's stay in touch. And I appreciate you, uh, you know, being on. on here. And then uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds great, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. Have Thank a great you day. Thank so much. All right, everybody. So we have uh, Sheldon Blake on the phone who uh, has worked a Life in Color tour with Nate Shaw. How you doing? Good, good. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Super, super excited to be a part of this. Thank you for thinking of us. Nice. Yeah, I'm trying to uh, get as many people as I can. Honor and uh, rem- remember. Yeah, and remember Nate. So if you can talk a little bit on how you met Nate and yeah, so Nate was uh, so I did Life in Color with Nate for a few years. He was a uh, stage tour manager with him, and he got brought on. I believe Dan from Audio East um, uh, linked up and partnered with him, and and Audio East are great. They're a great great uh, company that always has great team members with them. So we had a new guy, Nate, and and every time you have a new person who's you know running stage tour manager, I mean he did both roles. Um, it's you know you're like oh who's this new person going to be, but since the beginning, there was no awkwardness, no, no shyness. I mean, he just, he fit right in with, with the whole team. Very funny guy, super loving. Um, his daughter was what, you know, is, was, uh, his world and everything. 
Yeah, I never really got to meet his daughter, but I've seen pictures, and he showed me pictures when we would hang out, and seemed like he had a good relationship with her. Super good. He yeah. was always posting about her and the funny isms on his Facebook page, and the, you know, Nate says this, uh, Natalia says this, and you know, there's some really cute ones down on the feeds on the, on his uh, Facebook page. If you can scroll down that, it's really good, cute stuff to read out loud, and his daughter's definitely gonna love reading that down the road. Oh, we got to check it out. Yeah, we'll definitely, we're going to steal some pictures from Facebook. And, and if you have any, please uh, send yeah. them to me. It'd be great to. That's a good video I posted of him DJing or pretending to DJ with uh, a videographer. <laughs> oh, that um, would be great. Michael Frazier. That's on the Facebook page. Throwing a mini set in. For sure. <laughs> Do you have any uh, funny stories? Because, yeah, every story that I've heard, he's always doing like funny, crazy yeah, things. Yeah, he's always doing witty, shaking his body, doing weird stuff. Uh, I'm super shocked that he passed away, um, which is wild, you know, to grasp. But he's oh, something special. I don't even really, I mean, funny stories, he's just always a funny guy saying funny things and doing, you know, isms, Nate-isms. But the, the thing I think that stands out the most, if I were to put Nate in uh, a sentence, I guess, would be, is uh, catering and food and taking care of the team. He was extremely... Um, that's the number, you know, you always say like, if you can sum somebody up what, what stands out and it would definitely be the fact that he would take people's requests. We had um, our aerialists, they were awesome performers and they're, they were vegetarian, vegan, you know, um, things like that. And he would always make sure catering would do that. He would try to get the best catering, the best meals. Um, and really, really, I mean, out of all the tour managers and people, nobody truly really ever cared about that. They care about other things, obviously. But that was really passionate that we can count on Nate for always being there for that for mealtime, breakfast, lunch, dinner, um, on road days, show days, uh, load in days for the team and all that. It's such an important thing because if you guys are not fed properly, then you're not going to be able to do your job. So mm -hmm. yeah. Didn't, people yeah. didn't people didn't really care from all the tours and all the tour managers and stage managers and around the world and other production companies. Uh, nobody nobody ever i mean it was whatever it is what it is and and cool but that was something that i think the whole team can speak on on that 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 was that was nate's thing he was that <laughs> just caring yeah. just caring yeah 100 taking care of others and making sure that they were happy yeah i mean because it's so easy it's so easy to just say hey um pizza it is pizza and this is it and guys, whatever you want. I don't want to take the time and do the work. I don't want to take the time and, you know, put in the requests and get the orders and take the time to look at the menus. So that made it fun because obviously when you're, you know, we're not speaking about the DJs and the, you know, the performers, it's, you know, your podcast is about production people behind the scenes. It's they're you know, the unsung heroes, the ones wearing all black, yeah. the ones that, <laughs> you know, get shit on. They're there first or the last first ones in the last ones out, Absolutely. you know, yeah. and, and, drinks spilled on them speakers blaring in their ears something goes wrong it's you know mass chaos everything's on the line for them you know performer has fun and you know their name's attached to the tour but the production's what makes it happen so it's really special when i thought that production got to eat well and and not just the artists and the you know the the, the host or the aerialist it was a whole team got to eat well and eat well together that's excellent yeah you yeah. definitely handled handled things very well I've said this earlier in the show, but you know, under under um, um, a lot of pressure, he didn't crack or get upset. He just, mm -hmm. you know, let let's do it. Let's handle it. Let's and you know, mm -hmm. kind of cracking jokes about it and 
just got it done and not yeah got it done about it instead of sitting there and complaining oh this sucks you know we're not gonna be able to do it he had the positive attitude about just getting it done correctly and and just done it was truly it was truly special you know all the stuff and helping out with the team and checking on everybody he wasn't there was no segregation or division everybody was pretty fair and equal i think in nate's eyes which is i'm so pissed that he didn't give me a wrestling belt but whatever they found a box of <laughs> they found a box and everybody got wrestling belts that they found that was given by one of the venues i think it was connecticut and nobody um like it was like left over from like stock merch and they didn't didn't sell and and pretty much i feel like everybody got a wrestling belt and i didn't get one that, that is that's awesome that he did that yeah. i'm gonna go get a fucking wrestling belt from him somehow he owes me a wrestling belt right <laughs> it's, well, i just worked to take his <laughs> taking his wrestling belt yeah <laughs> i just worked edc and there was uh some stagehands oh, two uh, two stagehands and they had belts they had belts they had wrestling belts. they had wrestling belts yeah. i wonder if i wonder if they yeah, knew that's Nate. crazy if this is all tied together because it's the first time i'd ever seen that oh, i'm like i would the- be really pissed then too if my if the belt that could have made it on my hip went to somebody else because i'm like Yo, the people that got the belts, like, they didn't even know how to spell the word wrestling, let alone <laughs> WWE or New World Order or anything like that, or the Wolf Pack or nothing. Like, you know, the OG and Jake the Snake. Like, what are these people wearing this? So, that is, yeah. that's great. Yeah, Screw that's... you, Nate. I'll give me a wrestling belt. <laughs> I'm going to go buy one now on Amazon crying. I have a wrestling belt. See, I have one after all. <laughs> Anti Nate wrestling belt is what I'm going to call it. But I know he loved taking his daughter to that and, and doing that and, you know, and, and all those great things and the guitars and the instruments you would post and his kid playing with him and passing. He was just so gentle. Like, I don't think that, I don't think the dude ever raised his voice ever. Yeah. I, I, I know. I, don't I never, I never saw him get mad or frustrated yeah. or mm-hmm. well, crazy. nothing. That's no crazy. wild. Crazy. I know he was a huge wrestling fan. I was too. And, uh, yeah. I remember talking to him over a couple drinks. I mean, not getting detailed stuff, but just, mm-hmm. yeah. just talking to him about wrestling. But, that's so crazy. I know, so crazy. I wonder. I'm gonna ask about those belts now. Yeah, next time. Next <laughs> oh, time yeah. I see them. Yeah, I do. Grab me one. Yeah, I mean, right? say, this does not belong to you. I have somebody that this we we should to. just keep the tra- tradition going. <laughs> yeah, we should just now when we work shows, give out wrestling belts wrestling, to people yeah, to like people that. who work their asses off and don't complain. Like oh man, do you have anything else that you would want to share about Nate? Uh, uh, any crazy story or? We had, I think that's. We had what? No, I said we had somebody on the show earlier, and they said that they had a lot of stories, but they were not able to tell them <laughs> to, to an open audience. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't get too crazy. That was some other tour managers and stage managers. I'll keep those for, yeah. <laughs> for nice exactly. for their time. But no, it was uh, Nate was pretty professional. I don't. I didn't around me. I mean, I you never did anything crazy, never did anything inappropriate, never did anything wild, never did anything um, that was questionable he was just an all i mean all american good dude i even hate the word i hate the word dude i hate the word buddy uh, but i just want to say it now because he's just an all american good dude you know like that yeah. dude word is just like that's nate like he is a good dude like great you know yeah he's gonna but, be missed yeah. he's gonna yeah, he's, no. he's already yeah. he's already truly missed it's 100 mm-hmm. percent. yeah it's crazy I know. well i appreciate you being on the show being a yeah. part of nate's life and and uh Sharing, sharing, his yeah, story. sharing his story and keeping it keeping it going yeah i hope it, I hope it was a good a good segment i mean you can always fast forward through it <laughs> <boring back. laughs> not at all but no i hope he's i hope uh i hope he's smiling down and and uh I hope so. you know he's he's she's happy and yeah and if he can hear me 
I want my belt. So. <laughs> We're gonna come after you, belt. After you, Nate. We want that yeah. belt. <laughs> I'm gonna jack it. That's so, but yeah, definitely. Good luck with everything. Hoping to raise lots of money for another go fund. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hopefully. Yeah. Send me a link, and good. I hope that that. I think it's like fifty thousand now. I just saw. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Um, it is. Yeah, I think I think it's about to hit or just hit this tonight. I don't know. Something very close Amazing. to it. It was at forty three yesterday, help. but I think you're right. Yeah, it was forty nine five. Forty nine five. Amazing. Today. That shows you um, how many people he touched, mm-hmm. how many people. He- yeah. He cared about, and that's just amazing. Well, thank you so I think much. It's important now we focus on his daughter. Exactly. She's got, yes. She needs. Yes. She exactly. needs. She needs this more than anybody, Absolutely. and I think that's great that the rest of it goes to help her. Yes. Agreed. You know, with with being a little angel and grow up, yeah. be and you know, daddy's little girl. Aww. That's awesome. I know. Yes. All right, Sheldon. Well, uh, be safe. Time, time, something will never get back. So, thank you for sharing yours with me tonight, and hope we can uh, do some good. Yeah, definitely. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Cheers, guys. Stay well. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right, what up, everybody? I have Rue on the line. Rue is uh, a longtime friend of Nate. He grew up with him since uh, the age of, I think, three. I think you said earlier. So, uh, what up, Rue? How are you, man? How are you guys doing? We're you know, we're hanging in there, you know, just uh, day yeah. by day. Yeah. So how did you how did you meet Nate? Well, uh, I honestly don't remember. I was about three years old, and from uh-huh. what I heard from him, is that me and my brother we moved onto the street. He saw a couple of kids hanging out outside, and you know, we just kind of linked up from there. You know? I love it. I love it when we're young. There's no, there's no uh, boundaries or anything. You just go up to another kid and you're automatically yeah, friends. Exactly. Yeah, like, I love that. So did did you move to the you moved to the town? No, or he I did. did. Uh, I, I was born oh, okay, in Salem, gotcha. and I lived there. Uh, uh, my parents, my brother and I, we all lived at my uh, my grandparents, their parents' house, and then we found a tiny little spot on Cogswell Avenue. And we actually were supposed to move into the house that's above his house, but something happened. We took a different house, but yeah, long story short, uh, we just ended up moving two houses away from each other. And what city and state Uh, is that? Beverly, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Ah, is that like the witches? Right yeah, over there, born and raised in Salem witches. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, so what kind of shenanigans did you guys get into when oh, you were kids? Oh man, uh, I mean, we our neighborhood. It was very. Um, it, it it was such a good neighborhood. Uh, you know, all the families like were like kept together. There wasn't a lot of like divorces or whatever, and there was a lot of children. So we just kind of grew up, and you know, like nice. a you know average cul-de-sac neighborhood, growing up playing, you know, flashlight tag, uh, you know, stuff like that. Wiffle ball in the summertime, sledding in the That's winter. Yeah, you know, just, you know, your average suburban kid lifestyle, you know, like, yeah, it was a lot of fun growing up in that neighborhood. That's cool. Did you guys, uh, I'm assuming elementary school through high school? Um, high school, I went to a, I went on a different path. 
he went to Beverly High School. I went to North Shore Tech um, just for, you know, personal reasons. But, um, but yeah, we, we always were in the same, you know, classes together. And, or I think, actually, we were never in the same class. I think they wanted to keep us away from each other. They're like, we know you too. You guys are shenanigans. going <laughs> to yeah. cause trouble. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Were you into wrestling like Nate was? Uh, no, no, I didn't fall into that. I was more of a, uh, you know, skateboarder, snowboarder, extreme sport kind of guy. Um, mm. yeah, Nate always fell into like the, uh, you know, uh, organized sports and wrestling are like, he, he would just, like, he knew he had more knowledge of it. And, uh, I guess he didn't play that much of them, but he had the knowledge of all the sports. He was a really good basketball player though. He had, a, really? he had a kid. I didn't even know. Oh, know. <laughs> nice. Yeah. One of the other guys that we had on earlier. Uh, in the show, had mentioned that uh, Nate would give out wrestling belts oh, to yeah. guys he works with um, that did good jobs. No kidding. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah he, him and uh, him and a couple other kids we grew up with. They were like, it was like WrestleMania was like their Super Bowl. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they would get all into it. I mean, in the eighties, it was huge. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was huge in the eighties. Well yeah. into like the like the you know the early mid nineties and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 He he was all about, you know, WWF and all that stuff. Yeah. That's great. So do you still live in Massachusetts? Uh, no, I live up in Maine now. Uh, I live up just outside of Portland. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. All right. But we've always been in touch. That's good. Um, do you have any crazy stories that you guys, uh, would, Get into um, get into or uh, so so. What's my discretion like on the show? There is none. There yeah. is none at all. That's a podcast. Yeah, you can do whatever. Okay. You... <laughs> um, God, where where do I begin? Uh, there's so many. Um, well, I would say probably one of the one of the wildest ones was probably going to a uh, Australian Pink Floyd concert. Um, nah. we always had a connection with Pink Floyd, but I remember we went into Boston to see Aussie Floyd and I had these mushrooms <laughs> and yeah, they were extremely potent and wild and yeah. Uh, did you have a good trip? Did he have a good trip? He did. I... <laughs> we'll put it this way i went from the seventh layer of hell to the the pearly gates oh. within oh, seconds no. <laughs> oh, no. yeah those i've had some of those experiences too yeah yeah i don't fuck around with mushrooms i did once and I, it didn't have a very good experience and i'm like never again it, it's it's uh, a hit or miss i think either you really enjoy yourself or you, you'd never do it again yeah no, but I think was, you were probably with a perfect person. I mean, this being one with was Nate. Wild. Yeah, there were there was four of us. It was uh, Nate, my friend uh, Alex Rubens, Adam Jailbert, and myself. And before the show, we ate a bunch of mushrooms, and we were right outside of Boston University. And before the show opened up, we. We ate the mushrooms and we were just running around the soccer stadium of BU. 
just literally just running around doing cartwheels, <laughs> just just having the time of our lives. How old were you guys? We were probably about eighteen. Nice. That's a perfect age. Yeah. yeah, around that. Age. No care, no care in the world. Oh no, no, it was great. And um, just to have a good time. So, uh, long story short, I ended up like kind of losing my shit <laughs> as the show begins. Cause they, yeah, they were just way too potent, and it just got on top of me way too much. And they opened up with "Shine On You Crazy Diamond," which was just an absolute whirlwind in it in of itself. Yes. Yeah. But uh, a few songs go by and time plays and it's kind of the end of it. And all I wanted to hear was just one song. I just wanted to hear the song Dogs by Pink. Oh. Uh. And I as uh, as time was ending, I just stood up like losing my shit still and just <laughs> like kind of yelled out just dogs. Just kind of just put it out there. Obviously, there's no fucking way they could have fucking heard it. And they just started going right into it. And oh, that's great. Nate, Nate's sitting right next to me, and I just grab his shirt and just start shaking him relentlessly. Like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> and yeah, it went from, yeah, the seventh layer of hell to like the pearly gates. And it was like the most epic trip, epic night of all fucking time. And yeah, he was right there next to me and experienced the whole thing with me. And yeah, that was, that was definitely one of the wild ones. And it doesn't, nice. it doesn't even end there too, because. Oh, <laughs> keep going yeah keep going keep going we were uh we had to catch the last train uh back home to beverly so it was we're in the middle of fucking boston and the last train leaves at like 10 30 so we're we're booking it back to north station trying so hard to get on to this train to get make the last train home to the fact that we get there the train starts rolling and the conductor just hangs his head out and there's four of us running down the platform. And he's like, you guys better hurry up and get on this train if you want to make it back. And there's about four cars that are just black. They're just dark. Like there's no people in there. There's only about two, two cars that have people in them because it's late at night, whatever. Oh. Um, so we hop onto a moving train tripping balls we're, <laughs> we're running through these empty cards and i think i'm the first one that goes through and we see this i see this figure on this inside the black, dark cart like just right on the side where the doorway is and i'm just trying to get to like where the lighted you know cabins are where all the people are yeah and all my friends like pa we pass the same person like we're running so fast we don't even think about it and we all just kind of looked at each other and we're like did everyone just see that like <laughs> was that person did really we just there? pass a fucking ghost on this fucking thing <laughs> but no it was just some crazy homeless lady that was just sitting in a dark random park <laughs> but we all ran past her like hallucinating and it was <laughs> 
Like we 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 didn't even conceive it until like ten minutes later, until we all got back together, and we're like, did did that really just happen? <laughs> That's like a scene from a movie. Yeah, yeah. literally. Like, <laughs> I could totally picture Ghost Train. I think that was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> That is great. Oh, it what must have great. been such a great like experience of like just thinking you see a ghost, dark train, you're tripping, <laughs> you're but you tripping. all see it at once. I know. Yeah. And how do you like, afford we, like, a moving train trip? Like one by one, and like none of us like comprehended it until we all passed it and looked at each other. It was like, did you guys see that? And we're all like, yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> That's great. Oh, yeah, that's great. Ah, oh, to be young. Yeah, those young crazy days. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely one for the books for sure. Yeah, that's awesome that you got to grow up with them. I know. Yeah, and uh, experience it's good times. Yeah, he was uh, one in a million for sure. One in fucking seven billion. We'll say that. Yeah, they they you know always the good ones go. No. Young. I know. How how old was Nate? I don't even know how uh, old Nate was. Thirty three. Oh my goodness! Wow. wow. Yeah. Oh. So young. young. So young. 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 Such a bummer, but yeah, no, it, it was like he was here for people like us, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He was put on this earth for a reason, and you know he. He was the smartest kid I've ever fucking met. Like, just the shit that we were talking about, you know, just within, you know, listening to Pink Floyd or, you know, <laughs> fucking we were put, like, even before we were doing drugs, we were trying to, like, meditate and listen to Tool to try to get, like, a natural psychedelic high. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, do you feel it i feel it too did it work outer space shit like we just yeah we just connected so well on that that's great he's gonna be missed truly, yeah truly missed. i um when i spoke to you a couple of days ago bro you had mentioned about possibly doing a, a party yeah at like a, a spot you had can you tell us like a little bit about this spot and and then the, you had in mind yeah yeah uh it's right behind where we grew up like we moved into this spot and we had no idea this place even existed it's called long hill and it's like a um it's like a botanical garden bird sanctuary just like you know, a nice spot to go picnic or have a hike and uh, just do whatever. But that was... Is it? Is it pretty big? Yeah, it's imagine. huge. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like a couple acres. Uh, oh, like wow. walking paths through the woods that are just like big loops and stuff like that. Um, okay. But that was like, yeah, that was like our ground to... And like that was like, not our party spot, but like just our like sanctuary, you know, if we ever needed to get away or if we wanted to go smoke a blunt or, you know, watch a meteor shower because it was a huge open field and just, you could see all the stars. And yeah, it was li literally like 100 feet behind our house, both of our houses. Oh, dang. So it's basically in your backyard. Literally. Your backyard. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like 100 feet through the woods, and you were there. And 
yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like, it was such an amazing place. Like, it was like a place you would see out of like a Dr. Seuss book. Oh, really? Nice. That type oh, wow. of landscape. Like, it was. Well, you guys, it sounds like you guys had an amazing childhood. <laughs> we, we really did. And I, I feel like we kind of took it for granted for just like we always do yeah yeah i think we always do no your kids sure. you don't know any better but you're, like you're, the, every time i come home and i like i go up there it's just like it just it brings me back and it's like wow like i had no idea how good we had it like yeah. it was yeah and we had no idea it even existed like it wasn't like we moved up there because of that it just happened to be there and yeah they would have uh they used to have weddings up there. And when we were in elementary school, we used to love, you know, we used to love playing war with our, you know, air rifles and stuff. Like that. Oh, yeah. So we would go up there during like a wedding reception and like sneak around in the bushes, like with our toy guns, like playing James Bond spy shit. <laughs> yeah, hoping that you want to get caught. You got to play. No one would catch us. <laughs> Every once in a while, we did get caught and kicked out. But yeah. That was, Did you freak some people out? Oh, yeah. That was, that was the plan. <laughs> but that was like the fun part of like doing that stuff. You were like, all right, the object is don't get like caught yeah, or in trouble. Seen, like, don't, yeah. like, don't be seen by the Russians or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You'd make up some. It's crazy though. You know, we all grew up in like different spots. And I remember doing stuff like that too. I remember with my friends, we would like out in the streets, out in the streets or, you know, run around the backyards and you know, play kind of similar kind of games like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we didn't have video games. No, I mean, we had video <laughs> yeah, games, but like, or at least Nate did, but like, we were always outside. Outside. Like, yeah. And it was, yeah. you know, there was those times where I was like, well, uh, stay outside and when the streetlights come on, you better be inside. Like, yeah. There was no cell phones. <laughs> there was no like, or all the parents had to do was just, lean out the window and just call your name and if you were inside <laughs> yeah. within five minutes you were in trouble yeah, yeah. if you weren't within screaming distance <laughs> yeah That's yeah great. you were gonna get it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so are you are you still planning on uh putting something together and inviting a bunch of people that knew him yeah yeah are you gonna they, do it th this weekend um well not this weekend um gotcha just because there, there's so much going on this weekend. Like, uh, yeah, this, uh, the wake is Sunday, the funeral's Monday, but, um, I'm trying to coordinate with a good friend of mine, Marcella, and we're, we're going to try to, um, coordinate some type of, you know, get together gathering and like, you know, bring the true friends that were, that have been around or, you know, that were always, you know, yeah. Like I said, you know, the true friends. Yeah. 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 But um that's good. So I'm assuming you you don't live there anymore, right? It's something No, it's my parents' house now. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your your parents still are okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I'm trying to I'm gonna have a couple people over after the wake and you know, just hang out, tell stories and whatnot. And yeah. Just you know, try to have a good time, try to Yeah. Have a remembrance rather than a memorial. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's. I think that's the best way to do it. You know, yeah, exactly. it's it's sad times, but let's you know 
celebrate. Let's and think about the let's think about the good times, the good and times you had with him, the good memories. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he, that's awesome. He was such a talented individual, and you know, he was like of all of all of us that grew up together. Like he was the best of us. Like we all kind of fell into like the party scene, either got into drugs or alcohol, or you know, just like kind of kind of drifted away from you know what our grand plan was but he was the one that followed through the entire way and we put him so high on a pedestal like we envied the shit out of him like what he was doing recording music for these crazy fucking celebrities these amazing musicians like living the absolute dream yeah, it was just, it, this was just such a hard blow. Yeah, yeah. such a shock. Yeah, literally. Crazy. You were uh, also mentioning, and, and I didn't know this, that, I mean, I saw a video online and he was a tour manager for Cream. Did you say they were called? They were like the... Uh, yeah, the music of Cream, the kids of Cream. The kids of Cream. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. And can you explain a little bit about who they are and and so yeah the music cream it's uh, so obviously cream is Ginger Baker Jack Bruce and Eric Clapton it's mm-hmm. uh, Kofi Baker the son of Ginger Baker uh, Will Johns who is Eric Clapton's nephew and uh, well there was one more. Um, it was uh, Jack Bruce's kid. Uh, I, I can't, I can't see his name. That's okay. But uh, oh, that sounds so cool. I wonder, are they still making music? Yes, they are. Yeah, we gotta check. They're out. still doing tours and stuff like that. And yeah, Nate, uh, Nate was a huge impact with them. Um, they came to Portland, Maine, and uh, he brought me and my ex girlfriend Elise uh, to one of their shows, and we got. He gave us backstage passes and we were oh, cool. able to meet them all. And it was, yeah, it was really cool. Like, really yeah. humbling to, you know, meet them and just, uh, you know, just to understand, like, just how they grew up, you know, the kids of Cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty iconic right there. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine. And just the fact that, like, uh, well, I remember Nate telling me that his dad got him into cream. Like he had a bunch of vinyl growing up and um, Nate's father, Bob, uh, he gave him the cream, uh, cream record. And just the fact that he went on tour with the kids of cream, like it just brought it like full circle. And so before his dad circle. passed away, yeah. he was able to show, show him that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so it was really cool. Uh, really cool to know that, to understand that. Yeah. You know, he was able to show his father what he, his father introduced to him, you know? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I got to check that video out. Yeah. I think we'll we'll post it on our page, too. Okay. Um, like, I think I had spoke with you. When I spoke to you, I had let you know that we... We're planning. I was planning on getting Nate on the show. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I do remember that. But yeah. Um, and I think this is the best way to like have him kind of on the show. 
Yeah. No, um, for sure. And um, yeah, I appreciate you guys, you know, just being able to reach out and you know, it, yeah. it it really means a lot. It just it just goes to show how much impact that he put on people's lives, you know. Yeah. Know. It's all over it's all over the world, I I feel. I'm yeah. that, that yeah. I'm seeing people that Anyone I one that crosses hmm. path, he made an impact on, whether it was positive or negative. If they, you know, <laughs> loved him, hated him, thought he was super fucking annoying, because I know that was the thing for certain people. But yeah, you know, I haven't I haven't experienced a a bad a bad one yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, growing I, up, but, like you know, like there was a lot um, of. Uh, a lot like I like I said like he went to Beverly High School I went to a different school so I brought a lot of people around but a lot of the there was only there was definitely less people that didn't like him than people that did yeah or more yeah. people liked him than didn't like him like, yeah okay. it had more of a positive impact yeah he was a, <laughs> such a charismatic humorous like yeah, he, he, that was the like the most amazing thing about him. Like a bunch of us, like a group of friends of mine. Like one night we were all, uh, we all bunch of four of us. We all ate some acid and uh, <laughs> we were just having a good time. But uh, Nate was coming home from a party and we were at my house. And since he lived two houses down like oh i'll stop by yeah no problem and he pulls up in his tiny little white ford taurus and we swear to god we saw an entire party come out of his car or like in his car. <laughs> like it, it was like at least seven people just piled up in his car and they were have they had solo cups and everything like it was like a legitimate party like he brought back to my house we were like oh shit there's gonna be mad people coming out and just he came out of the car and all of us kind of looked at each other we're like where's the rest of them <laughs> and we asked him oh, was like dude where's everyone else he's like what are you talking about he's like dude there's like at least seven more kids in your car he's like nah man it's just me <laughs> it was his uh his energy and his personality yeah, exactly. you just saw it all in the car coming to the party yeah and but, that was him rolling in every time i get back to an event like yeah but even like after the fact like knowing that he didn't have anyone with him like we were all spun as fuck just you know having a great time but he could, would just be like a little drunk, a little buzz, and he could be on our level, like 100%. Like he could, yeah, he could be the only sober person in a room full of 20 people tripping, and he could be on that level with anyone else. Like he could just read the room and be on that vibe. It, like, it was incredible. Like no one else could do that, that I know of. That's, yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, good times. <laughs> yeah, good definitely. times. Uh, yeah. Definitely. He would have us dying laughing the entire fucking night. It was, he, yeah, he was, he was something else, man. Yeah. You, you know what I wanted to ask you too? I forgot to ask you about there. There was a picture online, someone put on his street, 
and it's like a cutout of a uh, like a piece of wood, and they had like written something like Nate Legend or something. Do you know about that? Yeah, they like they like like literally screwed it into like the uh, like the street the street sign. Yeah, Legend of Nate lives forever. We love you. Aww. Yeah. And is that your old neighborhood? Yeah, that's on Cogswell Ave. Is there, I, and I think there was a Sharpie. Yeah. Like someone left a Sharpie hanging. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, like, let me see. I wonder if anybody's wrote. Oh, I would yes, love to there see is. An, I didn't even notice that. There is a Sharpie there. Um, I think it's. Yeah, so when you go, shoot us a picture. Yeah, that'd be great to see if like a bunch of people, people signed. I would love to yeah. see that. would be great. Yeah, yeah for sure. Perfect. I mean, I, I can take the screenshot of it right now and. Uh, send it to you uh yeah that'd be great now but when i get there this weekend i'll definitely take a picture of it and sign i it. bet you it's gonna be full i hope so yeah. i'm 100 yeah full. yeah definitely well like i said like a bunch of pe- bunch of people should be coming to my house after his wake so i'll I'll, nice. I'll try to make it a point to sign the the legend of nate shell is forever yeah do it do it do it yeah that's awesome man and please send us a picture yeah absolutely yeah, we'd love to see that well, you guys um, enjoy the time together and think of the good times. I I, I wish I could be there, yeah. um, but you know, you guys are on the other side of the map for us. Yeah, no. But, but you guys have a good time. Saying that you guys all the way over there, you know, like, he made an impact on people literally all over the fucking globe, everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah, the people listening who don't know who we're talking about it will they're know gonna, after. They're gonna know now. Yeah, right. Know now. Will know. Yeah. And well, it'll live so on. Much. And then hopefully too, his daughter, like when mm-hmm. she's older or you know, in a couple of years, she can yeah, possibly listen. listen to this when she's eighteen because you know <laughs> some of the story. Would I can't wait to tell her the stories. Of her dad. Like, that's, that's great. Yeah. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you. Yeah. And uh, I look forward. Hopefully, let's stay in touch. Um, you know, as the years go on too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, you got yeah. my information now. So likewise. So yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on the show. And you know, hopefully uh maybe we can talk again soon. Yeah, definitely we will. Well I'll I'll stay in touch with you and uh, just see how you're doing checking in and Okay, I appreciate but, that. Yeah. For sure. Be thank safe, you so much. And we'll talk to you soon, man. Yeah, you guys have a great one. Thank you again so much. Our next guest is Susan. Hi, thank you. Thank you for coming on. I'm sorry it's so late. Yeah. yeah. No, we, we were just talking to your son, right? Yeah, we just got off the phone with your son. With Andrew? With Rue. Oh, you did? With Rue. Oh. Yeah. Yes. How's he it doing? Was so good. <laughs> he says he's doing good. Good, as good as he can yeah. be. Yeah. He's... He gave us some cool stories about Nate, which was really good. Oh, that's awesome. That's wonderful. He's they've been friends for since they were three, you know. It just yeah. oh, this is this has been really hard for us. Incredibly hard. Losing Nate. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Oh yeah. that's been crazy. How's his mom? Uh, Kathleen, I just had lunch with her yesterday. She's um she's incredibly strong. I mean oh. the the fact that she you know, just before it happened, she had had a hysterectomy and oh, goodness. yeah. And then she got the news and then I went out to help her out and then she got, um, diagnosed with COVID and I'm like, Oh my oh. God, you gotta be kidding me. This is the second time that she lost her husband and she had COVID. It was like, Oh, how do you mourn when you're alone? 
Yes. You know, yeah. how do you do that? So she's, um, she's trying to, you know, run through all the motions and doing this, doing that. And I'm like, I, I can't believe you're doing this all by yourself. It's just incredible. But the fact that we've raised all this money for her has been just such a relief to her. To, Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. She, I mean, it goes to show how many people he touched. Now, Nate was her only son? No, Nate is her, her youngest son. She's got a um, son, oh. Aaron, who's a few years older. They were never really close, but, you know, they're brothers, you know. That's, that's yeah, really, they're brothers, yeah. of course. They were so different. Um, Nate was really personable, and Aaron was just a little bit shyer and not, not, you know, and almost jealous of that, you know, he had all those friends, you know. But anyways, they, you know, he's having a hard time now, too, just really struggling with it. Um, it's weird because they live two doors down from us. And on my street, um, it's, the, it's a dead-end street. You know, backwards in Beverly, it's like really like nobody even knows it's there. <laughs> you know, yeah. and in my house is number 53, and the next door is 53A, and their house is 53B. So if anything ever happened emergency wise, it always come to my house first. People ordered pizza, it would always come to my house first. I mean, anything. <laughs> <laughs> always at my house, you know. So when, when Bob, her husband, died, um, she knew things were happening and people were going to come and deliver this and deliver that to her. And she goes, if anybody shows up, please tell me that it's for miles. You know, it was <laughs> yeah. one of those things that we were always constantly, you know, in touch with each other. But yeah, Rue was telling us stories how, I mean, just they grew up on the block and how just how, how fun it was and how carefree and they were just kids being kids. Yeah. And they were always, you guys, everybody was just so friendly with each other and you guys were all um, basically family. Yeah, ab absolutely. That's exactly how it was. It, um, all over. Oh God, I'm turning all these lights on. I'm like, I don't know what I'm turning on anymore. The house is <laughs> but anyways, yeah, it, that's exactly how it was. And our backyard is conservation land. And we, we didn't even know it when we moved into the, into the property that, um, we took a walk and we realized it was this big estate. And all these beautiful gardens that were like, oh, what a great playground this is for us, you know? <laughs> and yeah. Ian and Andrew, my oldest son, Ian and Andrew and Nate, when they were weddings up there, they would have, you know, a lot of big fancy weddings at this estate. And uh, they would come home and like, oh, there's a wedding. We got to put our suit coats on. And they'd go up and act <laughs> like they were, no, no, this is not a lie. They would go up and act like they were James Bond and hide in the bushes. wedding. <laughs> 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 And the ushers would be like, get out of here, kid, you bother me. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, it's so great. He told us the same story. Yeah, That's awesome. It was oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. It was great. But there's, I got this one special story that I need to tell you about, Nate. So yes. it was, I, uh, there was a time where I had my own business. I was a landscape designer. And I knew, I saw, I came home from work one day. It was like noontime. It was an early day. And I came home from work and I'm putting all my tools away and I see Kathleen and Andrew, I'm not Andrew, um, Nate and Aaron driving off. I'm like, wave goodbye. And I was like, yeah, we're going to the doctor's bye. And we had the same pediatrician we used. So I, I knew they were, you know, she kept them out of school that day. Well, anyways, I'm sitting out in front with my partner and I'm hearing this glass breaking. And I'm like, what the hell's that noise? And I thought it was, you know, somebody up at Long Hill, up at the trustee's property breaking glass. I'm like, what the hell? Somebody's up there doing something they shouldn't be doing. So I, I ignored it for a little bit. And then when I said goodbye and I went to the house and I went to the backyard to go into my back door and I look, I can see Nate's house from my backyard and there's flames coming out of his kitchen window. I'm like, <gasps> oh my 
god oh my god this fucking fire so i run i call 911 i run to my neighbor who i knew he was home for lunch and i'm banging on the door i'm like come on come on we gotta get that dog out their dog is in the house so we go running mm-hmm. down there we're banging on the door we open up the door and it was so smoky by then it had to have been like at least a half an hour before from the glass breaking <sighs> oh, oh that's right yeah, like, it takes a minute for all the i'm like oh my god so there was no way we could get into the house it was like I, we would have been dead if we tried to get, find the dog it was awful so we're like what's taking so long what's taking so long and they they pulled the dog out and they did cpr on the dog and it didn't they, they couldn't save it anyways oh. they're like how do we get in touch with bob how do we get kathleen you know there's nobody had cell phones phones back in the day i said i know where bob works we can call bob so we called bob and he came home and he's like just devastated and then Kathleen, like when you come up our street, the dead end street, there's a little curve in the street. So you don't really see cars coming unless you go on the upside of the curve. You can say, okay, here comes the car, you know? So I'm waiting on that curve all day long, waiting to stop Kathleen to bring in the kids to see the house. I'm like, oh my God. It was hours and hours and hours. And she found, and everybody in the street knew there was a big fire in the house and the dog died, da da da. And she finally came home at like four or five o'clock. And I'm like, stop this car, stop the car, stop the car. She got out and I just grabbed, I said, she still had the kids in the car. And I grabbed her arm. I said, there's been a fire at your house. And she just collapsed in my arms. And I'm like, oh my God. I said, the dog died. I'm really sorry. I tried to save him. I says, wow, I haven't talked about this in years. Anyways. She went in and, you know, they had a piano in their house and the melt keys were all melted. She, everything was melted. It was just gone, everything. So they they had to move out, of course. And the kids were in grammar school. You know, they were like third, fourth grade, right? So I did a, you know, walked up and down the street, collected money. Come on, we got to give them, some, they don't even have a toothbrush. Come on, folks, give me some money, yeah. right? Yeah. So up and down the street, collected stuff. And the PTO did some fundraising at the school, at the Centerville School where the kids went to. And they did, you know, we got them backpacks and clothes and everything we could. They stayed in a, at a hotel for a few days. They finally put in one of those little trailers in the front of the house where they could live out of that, you know, and rebuilt their house. And it took a long time that they lived in this trailer in front of the house. I mean, it was really awful for them. But this was like third grade, right? So fifth grade, the kids are, you know, the kids are leaving school and they're, um, going off to the middle school and all the fifth graders, most of them would write a letter to the teachers and they'd get up in the front of the school and the whole auditorium and then well, a gym and they sit, they'd, they'd get the microphone and they've got their letters of thank you to their teachers. And they're all, you know, little kids shaking with their papers of flying and, you know, like, <laughs> Oh God, shaking like a leaf in front of all these people and they're saying their piece. Right. Well, Nate gets up there. He's one of the last ones. He gets up puts the paper down, grabs the mic, puts his hand in his pocket, and just so nonchalantly talks to everybody, the whole crowd, with such eloquence, and said, I just need to thank you all for helping me out when we had the house fire. I We really couldn't have made it through without you all. And just like people were bawling their eyes out, and that was like, that was Nate. He could talk wow. to anybody. And I'm like, this guy's going places. <laughs> this guy is like, incredible that he had that strength and that poise to talk to I'm a fifth grader talking to everybody yeah. with his hand in his pocket and a microphone in his hand it, yeah to be so young and then to live such through the hardship yes and yeah. incredible 
So that's the biggest wow. story that I have about Nate. And I knew from then on, this kid has got, you know, he's got something going for him. Absolutely. But then yeah. there's one other story I have to tell you. Oh, tell us. And this is about Natalia. I, I, I like Natalia. We, we met Natalia when she was, I think she was like two with, she probably was about two years old when she came to the neighborhood, right? And Kathleen's walking her up and down the street like, oh, here's my proud little, you know, here's my little granddaughter. <laughs> like a proud, yeah, and proud she, grand, and, grandmama. Yeah. <laughs> totally, right? Well, she stops and starts talking to me. And, you know, a two-year-old doesn't have much vocabulary, right? And she's a just not making any sense at all. But talk about the gift of gab. I'm like, oh, my God, is she Nate? <laughs> no one could understand a word she said but she just had something to tell everybody just everybody oh that's crazy. and that's exactly like nate oh my god just spitting image of him everything mm. so anyways that's the biggest thing i have to tell you about them it's just such a heartbreak yeah yeah it's, I love the stories though yeah i, I love, love the stories. Yeah, i'm so i'm so glad that i found I found you, and and thank you for um, doing the whole Go, GoFundMe. You were the one that started yes, it, correct? Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I really, I don't know. Someone posted it, and I was, all of us that worked with him were at least asking around, like, "Hey, how do we do?" It? And then someone posted on, and then that's how I saw that you created it, and I went to you. Yeah. And you know, most of the people I know work with him, so I I wanted to get more stories like your stories yeah. about growing up with them and. And hearing how he was, and oh, incredible, you know. just incredible spirit and fun and funny and and I mean, you would hear our laugh, his laughter two two houses away. You know, it's like oh, Nate's having a good <laughs> yeah. time. Oh, yeah, it's oh, just a, such a great guy. I I just can't even understand it. I just don't understand it all. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's crazy crazy another reason why we wanted to do the show honor nate first of all first and foremost show you know share as many stories as possible but also bring awareness yeah yeah bring awareness to oh, mental to, health yeah absolutely i mean somebody i was rob thomas posted his um the gofundme page on his page and i was somebody wow. told me yeah i was told i was at um where was i oh was that a graduation the other, just last week and, and somebody said to me oh yeah rob thomas posted your thing on his page i'm like oh really i i, I don't even know rob thomas from the you know whatever yeah so so i'm like what is this <laughs> that's the kind of like really out of it not even a clue so but i knew that that um aaron i mean aaron nate worked for him and so i got on his facebook page and i saw it and i said thank you for, for posting and i really appreciate it and i started looking at all the comments right and listening to all whatever these people had to say about Nate. And this one bitch, pardon my language, but <laughs> she starts going on. She goes, you can afford to support this little girl. I don't know why you're putting out this, this GoFundMe page. And, you know, why you have an us go? You know, I was like, I was appalled. So I wrote back. I, and I shouldn't have because I was just like, I was just so angry. And I said, this has nothing to do with, you know, this is done to a friend who has a lot of feeling for this, you know, this, the passing of Nate, um, something, I forget, I was just reading it myself because I was so mad, I had to read it again. But it was more, I was telling her, this is not about, this is not a rich person looking for money, far from it. I said, this no. is a friend doing it for a friend. 
Um, I yeah. said, this is all not just about Nate and raising money for Nate. This is about, you know, the idea of suicide and mental health awareness. This is the big thing. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't get that, then you should just scroll on by, you know? Exactly. And Why do people have to do that? That's what I said. Share their two cents. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And then I, I said to myself, I said, I should have just scrolled on by myself. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes yeah. it's hard not to. Yeah. But. You know, when, when I grew up, you know, they always said, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't, don't say, say it at all. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah. my God. Exactly. Oh, just crazy. Brutal, brutal, brutal. So anyways, I think, um, ah, what's the name of it? The the music, the music of Cream, I think it is. They're, oh, yeah. yeah. They're playing in Beverly uh, on June 17th. And... I was told through Kathleen that they never would have even thought of playing in Beverly if it hadn't been for Nate. So Nate's instrumental oh. in them coming to Beverly. So I posted their, you know, agenda coming to Beverly. I said, we should all go there. I know they're going to give us shout out to Nate. And every show they've started since this, they've always said, you know, a shout out to Nate, which is really That's great. Awesome. I know. That's awesome. I know. It's, I think on your page is the one where I found, I think you posted the one of Nate singing the last yeah. song with them. <laughs> Isn't that great? That's so nice. It's I need to so, check it yeah, out. I I'm didn't gonna, see we're going to post it on our page. Yep. And um, yeah, it's it's so good. It's, he's just wailing. He has, I, don't even, <laughs> I don't even remember what song he's singing, but it's good. Oh. That was him. He could just, he could, he could just change in, in a second. He was like chameleon, you know? Definitely. Yeah. That's, he's, that was so Nate. And always making people smile and laugh. And and I don't know if you ever talked to um, my nephew, John Moriarty, but um, John uh, Jonathan worked for Nate, worked with Nate at the, we have a, a small music theater in Beverly, theater in the round type of thing. And Nate had been there for a couple of years doing the lighting and, you know, being up on the catwalk during these shows, right? So my nephew, who is really shy and meek, um, he got a job working there. He had just graduated from Salem State College, and he was working on um, theater backstage kind of stuff. Um, so he got a job at working with Nate up on the up in the catwalk. And um, I guess it was like an after-show party or something like that. And someone started to like bully my nephew because he's very meek. He's really you know easy easy target, right? Yeah. And Nate turned around and was like, "Dude," as Nate always said to everybody, "Dude." What are you talking about? He goes, Jonathan is like the coolest cat out here. And he just like made Jonathan, put Jonathan on this pedestal. And everybody around him was like, yeah, dude, what are you, what are you doing that to Jonathan? Of all people, he's the nicest guy in there. But that was Nate. He would stand up for the Aww. little guy. He always, always stood up, spoke out, did something to do what was right. And that was Kathleen That's and awesome. Bob all the way. Always Aww. do what's right. Mm. Yep. Yep. I know. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So his, uh, it's hard to put into words. Like, yeah, it is. It is. It really is. But his, um, they put his obituary in the paper today. So I'm sure the fundraiser is going to even bump up even more. The fact that we got fifty thousand dollars. I'm like, wow. Good. Well, we we appreciate you staying up late. I know it's late over where you're at, <laughs> you. and and thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, you're welcome. So you're welcome. You guys or, call me anytime. You have any questions or whatever. It's really nice chatting with you. 
you too. You too. Sound like you guys were a great fun bunch. Fun bunch to just <laughs> hang around. Yeah. It's like um, you would imagine like a, a middle America, yeah, like exactly. uh, movie. Urban. Yes. Yeah, like remember the Wonder Years? Yeah. Yes. The Wonder Years. Like that's what I'm picturing <laughs> oh, all in my head. The Wonder. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you guys are ever on the East Coast, come to Beverly. We'll show you around. We'll take you to carry you. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Love it. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Susan, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, great. And so, can you send me the post of it? Can, send me a link to your podcast. That would be awesome. Oh, yeah. Yes, I definitely Absolutely. will. And I'll, I'll let you know when it will be finished because it's going to take, uh, I have a couple more people next week that are lined up to be interviewed after uh, after Nate's funeral. So I'll make sure to post it and send it to everybody that I talk awesome, to. Awesome, wonderful. All right, you guys, you have a good night. You thank too. You, thank you, you, you so You're much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. 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 All right, whatever, everybody. I have uh, Jonathan on the phone here. Uh, he grew up with Nate. He worked with Nate. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. All Thank things. you for being on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So, um, if you could tell us a little bit of stories, some you know things that you, some experiences you've had with Nate, we'd love to hear them. Absolutely. Um, well, I think the the biggest thing, or the, the biggest quality that I saw in Nate was his, his fearlessness. Um, whatever, whatever kind of situation that he, that he was getting into, he, he saw it as an opportunity to have fun and just to, you know, experience the best that that situation could bring. And it, it honestly didn't matter. I, I don't think he really considered what the outcomes would be, you know, whether it was a good idea or not. He was willing to just jump right into it regardless. And he knowing that he was going to have fun doing it no matter what. Um, one of one of the earliest memories that I have that I have of him when we when we worked together was um, was when we were. When we were in the first season, we, we worked at a, at North Shore Music Theater, which was a, a regional theater uh, in in his hometown of Beverly, Massachusetts. And it was my first season that year, which was uh, 2012, and I think it was probably his second his second year there. And uh, we were we were in the beginning of the season, and we were we were driving around with. Uh, a couple other staff members backstage, and uh, I remember we I, we were getting on the on the highway from uh, from lunch or something like that, and we uh, were coming across a, a yield sign trying to merge onto the highway, and uh, Nate was was in the front seat in the passenger seat, and I was in the back right behind him, and the driver was almost coming to a complete stop. And Nate, in, in kind of like an overly exaggerated voice, shouts out to, to the driver, the sign says yield, not surrender. And we just, <laughs> we just all lost it and just laughed the rest of the way on there. Um, oh, that's great. And um, I think uh, an- another one, actually, um, that I can think of, uh, was also in that same year, and uh, we were doing the musical uh, Annie, and the actor who was playing uh, Daddy Warbucks um, 
was pretty well known and he um i, I i'm blanking on his name i i apologize for that but no it's all good but he um he he was well known as like as as a, a bit player in a lot of movies and tv shows and he did a lot of voiceover um especially for a couple of disney movies um but particularly and, and nate actually pointed this out to me was that he actually the actor actually appeared in an episode of uh fresh prince fresh prince of bel-air and actually okay. was in a scene with will smith and alfonso and and you can actually uh as far as i know you can the, the scene is still on youtube and you can find it but it's it's a scene where both will and alfonso got arrested and they're in a jail cell and unbeknownst to them there's a guy in there a biker guy who's just in the background and for some reason i forget the scenario but they're trying to sing some kind of song and the guy behind them chimes in and just starts doing this broadway style uh dance number and so so when nate figured this out during uh, during the opening night for Annie, the actor actually showed up to uh, to the little opening night party that we all had, the backstage crew had, and he stuck around for a little bit. And Nate was just hovering around the guy because he had all these questions about what it was like working with Will Smith and all that stuff. And the guy, you know, gave him a couple funny stories when he was on set, particularly when. Uh, when he and Will Smith were uh, were playing basketball, and because the guy is, I, I, he had to have been like six six five or something like that, he was able to you know to get the ball away from Will Smith and all that stuff. So, so Nate asked him, "Can you you know can you can you can you show me how you how you did that?" And the guy laughing at him, he was he said, "Okay, yeah, sure." So he was doing exactly what he did with Will Smith. He was just holding the ball or holding whatever he was straight up in the air. And Nate, you know, being much shorter than him, was just constantly jumping up and trying to reach his hand, just <laughs> failing at every moment. But he he kept this up for for a few minutes while this stuff. And the guy just was was in stitches doing this. <laughs> That's great. But what did you what did you do with him? at the theater what was your like uh, your jobs so him and i were were spotlight operators um okay and we were we we're up um up in the catwalk uh right above the stage the stage is is a round stage so the catwalk is is round um just like it and there were there were about four of us in total uh four people per per spotlight and and each of us were given numbers uh, to our to our stations. So, so, so my spot was uh, my spot number was spot four, and Nate's was spot uh, spot one. And the the catwalk was almost was almost laid out like like a clock, almost. Um, okay. And Nate's Nate's spot was was to my left. If I was facing forward, he'd be to my left, and I would be to his right. So we were relatively close by to each other. Um, but I mean, there there were 
there were so many hours that we spent up in that catwalk just sitting up there mostly doing nothing because like we just, you're just on standby we're we're on standby exactly and and this this you know this happened for so for so long and we were able to find ways to to entertain each other um i was gonna ask if you had your own like way of communicating we did yeah we we had <laughs> we we had our we had our headsets and um and we we had our own channel that we could talk to each other we, we were channel b and everyone else down below was channel a and channel a was basically the booth and any of the run crew members who just happened to be up there but no matter what if they were on channel a they couldn't hear what we were what we were saying it was like we had our own like private network or something like that so you know so obviously this made it you know crazy simple for us to crack jokes with each other which we did and you know just add like funny commentary to whatever was happening on stage um, I can just imagine. But, yeah, yeah, and I mean, like there, there, like there were times when, when Nate would um would stick was would poke his head out, uh, right above the stage. Like there was an opening, um, where his his spot was facing out to the stage, and we could you know we we could see where he was, and he would crouch like he would crouch down almost on like his stomach or something like that and just poke his head out and just look around at us with this huge, huge grin on his face and just, you know, make some kind of like funny noise or something like that. And then just, just retract his head back. In. <laughs> Try to make you guys laugh oh, or yeah. something. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and we, we would do the same thing. We would do our own, our own little sticks to, you know, to make him laugh in return. How old were you guys? So Nate was, Nate was about a year older than me, and this was about ten years ago. So we were in our our early twenties. Um, so I, I I think I think when we started, I was probably about uh, twenty two or something like that, and he was most likely like twenty three or twenty four. So we were in our our early to mid twenties at this point. Yeah, early twenties, getting into trouble. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I loved uh, when we talked to Rue, and he was just telling us the stories of them running around the block and or catching the train. Mm-hmm. Catching the, oh, I, the... I, I, I could just picture it <laughs> trying trying to catch the last train. Yeah, <clears throat> it's already well, taking off while they're on shrooms. Shrooming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how is that even possible? <laughs> oh, it's good times. Um, there there was actually one other uh, friend of of Nate's that I that I actually uh, came to know who uh, I'm guessing was probably an old high school friend of his and um, who funny enough actually works at the high school now. And um, they, he, he was, he was telling, and cause we were talking about this um, either yesterday or the, 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 the day before. And he, he was telling me a story about when Nate was, uh, <laughs> was, was in school. Um, how oftentimes like he he got detention for one reason or, <laughs> for one reason or another um but but one at one point in particular i i guess like he he signed out to to go to the bathroom and he was gone for probably about like 
15 minutes or so. And he came back into class with an ice cream in his hand. <laughs> you know, so I mean, like, he at, at one point, like, I'm sure it probably started out with him going to the bathroom and then just wandering <laughs> off aimlessly in the halls and then coming across like an ice cream social or something like that in the cafe or, and then just coming back with, <laughs> with you know, with, with cone in, in hand and just not not caring at all who saw <laughs> yeah not caring if he got caught oh, yeah. where'd you get that no. ice cream from like, no. No. in the restroom they're, they're handing yeah. him out they're handing him out in the restroom oh, right yeah, now no. I was lucky enough to go oh sure <laughs> a lot of stuff happens in the restroom oh man <laughs> oh these stories are great all these stories are great he was up there with one of my favorite people to work with mm. oh. every time I worked with him he was just always on it and fun to be around not you know well I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your stories with him of course and uh again sorry for the loss yes um, we're he's going to be missed in this industry and you know everywhere everywhere yeah as a friend too and yeah so all right awesome we'll take care we'll be safe and we'll talk to you soon bye-bye you thank, well. so thank you so much we would like to thank everybody for tuning in and grateful for all the guests to come in and honor Nate. Share their stories. Share their stories. They're amazing stories for an amazing person. I wish uh, we could have everybody on the show. There's so many people that I could have contacted, but it's just, you can't have everybody on the show. But so thank you so much. And Rocky, for doing doing all this work. You're, you're a really good friend. An even better partner. Aww. <laughs> I also want to just kind of point out or, or another reason why we were doing the show is because we wanted to bring awareness to mental health and and wellness. It's it's very important. It's very important. And there are outlets out there. And I know sometimes we hate to ask for help. I know sometimes we would rather not say anything and bottle it all up, but it's really, really important to talk to somebody and to help somebody. If you see somebody who needs a shoulder to cry on, you know, please be that shoulder. It's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be not okay. It's okay not to be okay. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. There is this, um, Instagram that uh, their mission says uh, our mission is to connect music industry professionals and their family with a trusted network of mental health and wellness providers. So that's an outlet right there. Yeah. You can just look them up. What's their Instagram? Do you know it? Their Instagram handle is backline.care. And they have lots of resources on there. Yes. Lots of lots of resources. And there's other ones too. It's yes. not just them. There's a lot that, and they, that are dedicated just to the music industry. That's what's good yeah. about this. That's mm -hmm. why we bring this one up because they're dedicated to not only the people in the industry, but their families, mm -hmm. which I appreciate because we're, we're all in this together and we have to be more mindful of other people's situations. Sometime when somebody's having a bad day and we don't know why. We don't know why. And so we always get wrapped up in our own days and we have to be more mindful of people's situations and uh, situations No, a I and agree. be more kind to each other. Yeah, we do. 
but yeah, it's it's very important that we talk to each other. Communication's everything. It is. Communication is important. But um it's sad that Nate's Nate's gone. I I wanted to have him on the show uh, when we first started this show, but this is the yes. the best way to do it, I guess in a way. And just by the people that we were talking to, his friends and coworkers, and he is going to be truly missed. Absolutely. I hope his daughter gets to hear this, and I hope she, I'm pretty sure she knows what a great human being her dad is. Thank you, everybody, for being on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Everybody that tuned in. Um, I know this is a sad episode, but um, yes, good too. Yeah. Celebrating funny Nate. stories, yeah. Celebrating Nate, um, and and uh, one of the purpose too is to maybe help somebody in need. He would have loved that. Yeah, he would, he would have loved that yeah. for sure. For sure, we'll put some pictures of Nate and his daughter, and maybe some pictures of him working up on our Instagram and our website. Um. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, this is Set Times.